Hey friend, I'm Kimber, and you are listening to Setting the Tone, a podcast for beauty professionals who are ready to do things differently in our industry. Join me as I share tips and proven strategies to help you define and perfect the very first building block in your business, your brand. You'll learn by listening that a memorable brand is more than the pretty stuff, and I'm excited to dive in deep with you to create perception and make your special sauce absolutely irresistible. Are you ready? Let's set the tone together. Hey there, friend. I hope you are having the most lovely day. Welcome to the very first episode of Setting the Tone. I am just super thrilled to be coming back to sharing long form information again, kind of backing away a little bit from the pressure of Instagram and TikTok and delivering to you in those places and just kind of like getting getting to the nitty gritty. So this episode today is going to be definitely coming from a place of just like vulnerability versus sharing information. And I really just want to kind of have a little story time and hope that you can relate a little bit probably, and then ultimately feel inspired and leave kind of ready to take on whatever it is you're up to today. So that's it. Like no pressure today. Let's just get into it. So like the intro said, my name is Kimber Chapman. I have over 11 years in the industry as a salon owner and stylist. And for over half that time, I've been a balayage specialist. I've also been building an extension services clientele since 2018. So really do have a lot of different directions I've taken my career and I'm, I'm really happy with how things have turned out. To be honest, I have a very classic story of being a college dropout turned hairstylist. And when I was in college, I studied relations or public relations, I'm sorry, marketing and education. And I never thought that I would be great at any of those things. And then suddenly a decade later, I, <laughs> I'm i using what I learn and also taking all of my experiences in my current career. And I've been able to develop methods to help people establish, identify, and execute brand strategy and identity on top of everything that I do behind the chair. So I kind of have two avenues to what I do. And I'm I have a full plate. And I like it that way. And it is what it is, you know? So I actually used to host a podcast a while back called the Main Mamas Podcast. And you may have heard it. You may have not. It's still floating around somewhere in, um, you know, podcast universe. And that podcast focused on spotlighting moms in the industry and beyond my industry and kind of what they had to share with others. And trust me, if that was what you're into and that might be how you found me in the first place, I still plan on making that a part of this podcast as much as possible because I truly think it is super important to shed light on the working mom life because I think as working moms, we tend to all have this mutual sense of like this mutual question of will I ever be enough for everyone? But Honestly, that's for another episode, but I feel like a lot of working moms can relate to that. And I really, with this podcast, wanted to create a place for people to just hear 
what they might need to without all of the background noise of having to worry about trending real sounds, perfect captions, weird TikTok trends, and just like getting real with you. And so I felt myself kind of like backing away from Instagram a lot. And I still am kind of posting less and less. And I feel like I'm not the only one there, but, um, you know, if you can relate, I just kind of got caught up in the algorithm, like exactly like I coach people not to do. And it just doesn't bring me joy as much as it used to. And I feel like if I'm going to share, um, what I think will help people, I think it needs to be something that I like doing. Um, so I feel like podcasting is my jam. So while I still plan on absolutely showing up on those platforms as well in the best way that I can, I decided that what truly brought me that joy was not necessarily promoting something, but just sharing and hoping that you are even like a touch inspired if you listen to one episode or all of them. So like I said, for this first episode, I just wanted to share a little bit about the rebranding that I've done over the years and kind of my story and really just get into the fact of the matter, which is even when you kind of know how brand strategy works. Like I had a background in that before I started doing hair, a little background, but I kind of got the, I got the gist of it. It can be difficult to truly understand what will work for your business still, even despite all of that. If you have been feeling like a little discouraged when it comes to how you stand out, then this will just hopefully make you feel better, make you not feel alone. And we'll get into tips and tricks in the next and future episodes. So let's get into it. Are you down? I'm down. Let's get down. Um, So a little bit about my personal story and how it relates to branding. I came from a background of never quite being educated on anything other than hair. I went to a branded school and that led me to a salon that was under the same brand. I didn't have to go that route, but I did. Um, And so I only knew one brand for years of my career and I kind of was never encouraged to do anything other than just turning and burning mains. So it was one of those wear all black blend in and other than the classes provided by the color line of that brand wasn't necessarily something that was encouraged. So in 2016, I actually took this super amazing sunlight spalliage class from an educator here in Indiana, and it truly inspired me to change my life and my career. Watching her do what she wanted to do just because she wanted to do it was like super crazy inspirational for me. But seeing how she created and experienced guests trusted, even though it was completely unique, is what got my light bulb truly buzzing. So by the time I, or at the time, I'm sorry, I was freshly engaged to be married, broke, and I worked for someone who just wasn't super open to the people over profits mentality. So I kind of went a little rogue. After this balayage, balayage, see, I can't even say it right, balayage class, I went a little rogue from what the marketing and branding my salon had done for me was doing. Um, I knew that my salon as an entity wouldn't do much for me in terms of making sure that I built a clientele that I really loved. But truthfully, I didn't know where to start. Obviously, I'd come from one thing, so it was really hard to think of the next thing. It occurred to me that I actually had had some tools in my tool box from college, and I dove into some of my textbooks and started paying attention to stylists who are inspirations to me. I am 
personally totally with Kim Kardashian, um, not on everything, but when she says you have to surround yourself with people that want to work, I like feel that to my bones. And so Oprah also said once you have to surround yourself with people who are going to stimulate, inspire and lift you up. And I truly think that if you're ever trying to grow, of course you have to have your close knit circle because you have those deep connections, but I think you have to start paying attention to people who are where you want to be. And I think that to this day, that's really important. And I try to be that for others too, as much as I can. Um, so I got tunnel vision on my goal of becoming more creative in my services and really just started like, I, I really just wanted to make more money in less time. If I'm being honest, like I knew that I was, I personally, as a stylist took a really long time to foil. I was still working with, um, you know, that beauty school foil placement. And so I feel like I was as I was spending way too much time on something that could have been a lot simpler. I felt I kind of then just decided to brand myself as the balayage specialist because I was, I was truthfully going all in on this. Like I was like, everybody in the salon is going to going to get balayage. And to make a long story short, I just kind of spoke it into existence. I knew that I wasn't there yet. I knew that I had so much to learn, but I felt like the more that I said, Hey, I'm, I'm the balayage girl in the salon, the more, the closer I got to it, really. I wanted to be the person that new clients would think of when they thought of balayage or balayage or balayage or whatever, because in Indiana in 2016, if I'm being totally honest, most people didn't know what it meant. So I converted client after client to the art of hand-painted highlights, and there wasn't a foil on my tray for years. I'm not kidding. I wish I were because looking back, I definitely could have been a little more open-minded, but I kind of enjoyed just being that and just knowing that no matter who sat in my chair, I could paint those highlights. I also took photos of every single head that sat in my chair. And this was really before you did that. Um, because I really wanted proof when new clients sat in my chair that I knew what I was talking about. So I went all in. Um, I felt like I was still selling a technique though. Um, when people really just wanted to be convinced about results. So a few years in, I started having some frustrations with the way that we marketed, displayed, and priced our services as a salon. And, you know, I'm not the only member of the team, but I felt like I voiced my grievances and I was often told that they, that those, what I was suggesting wouldn't work or what I was suggesting wasn't going to work with the way that it is. Like, this is just the way it was and plain and simple. I kind of got this door shut on me and that's it. I felt like these simple solutions that I was coming up with for the team um, would help them and my clients go through a lot of hoops. Um, and they were scrutinized and it left me feeling like I was just a spoke on a wheel for someone else's dream in a way. Um, and as a salon owner now that I look back, I know that that likely wasn't the intention. It's really hard to make like pulling change in business. But I think if you're not open to change, that's a problem. So nonetheless, I felt undervalued and I decided to take a super scary leap in 2018 to open my salon suite a couple years after that balayage class. It was when I opened my suite that I realized that being a trusted name in our community was going to beat me out on a lot of things, um, including my client list that I decided to leave behind, uh, a decision that I made totally out of fear. So the salon that I was coming from, they're really well known in our community and still are. And I knew that just me just saying I'm Kimber Chapman and I love to do hair was not going to be enough. 
So I had to start thinking about what I could do as a solo stylist to become one of those super trusted names in the community. And I knew that I could do it on my own. I didn't need a whole team. I didn't need a large hair care brand backing me. I just needed to speak to a special set of people with a special set of problems, not just sell the technique anymore. And if I wanted to be someone that people thought of, even when I wasn't around, I had to let them know that I was there for them. In that first year of business, I went from having one to two clients a day and taking home cents on the dollar to switching my mindset on marketing and switching my mindset on what I did for my community. And that made me able to have at least one to two clients on my wait list at any given time. And I was honestly booked for like a good month out. I had color services all day. It was truly like amazing. Like I thought this is it. This is success. I'm I'm here and honestly it is. That is successful. And I don't want to negate anybody who just chills there because trust me, if you go looking for more, you'll get more. And when you want more, you also have to give more, you know? So I was at a point where I had a couple of clients on my wait list. I was booked for a while. I had all these full color services and that was good. That was really great. To get there, I did a lot of the same things that you likely do, or at least make an effort to do as a stylist or other beauty industry professional. I posted consistently on multiple platforms. I went to classes and made sure to tell my clients about those classes and what I learned at them and what I wanted to try. I had referral bonuses. I had rewards programs. I was seriously locked into every single Facebook group and was on the ready when someone asked for hairstylists. I, I truly think it was almost like this, like, spidey sense when I would I would think that a post was happening about somebody looking for a hairstylist, I was there first. And so not only was I able to attract the person who posted, but also everybody who like looked at the comments for that post. And that's honestly how I grew a lot of my business. What I found was this got me really booked and busy, but I was doing a lot of services that were kind of outside of my scope and I really wanted to specialize. That was the whole point of me moving from that commission salon into this sweet environment. So I had to think like, okay, what can I do to get back on track to that ultimate goal that I had when I started? So in late 2018, I formulated a menu based on an experience, not a technique. I stopped letting clients choose the services they received and started letting them have an end goal and deciding if I was the right fit for them. I decided to kind of break the mold on the traditional salon menu here in Indiana and launch my first sessions-based menu and pricing structure in like mid-late summer 2018. And if I'm being honest, I lost a lot of clients, like a lot. I started to freak out a little bit because this was new. I mean, they were they were now getting dealt with and had to uh, adjust to something that they had never really seen before. So I started to freak out. I was getting close to where I started. I was back to like having, you know, just a couple clients a week. No one was on the wait list. I was making a little less money in that quarter and not moving forward in my business, which was the opposite of what I wanted to happen. So like, what the heck, you know? I could have definitely let this derail me. I could have said the loss isn't worth it. I'm just going to go back to the old way of doing things because that's what people want. But the old way is exactly why I left to start igniting my own vision. So I I kind of realized I, I, no matter what, I have to get away from that. So each day I believed in myself. I showed up and said, no, you can't get cheaper service just because you want a toner. And no, I will not be doing a double process color correction on you. That's outside of my scope. 
So although every time I said no, I was letting someone else down, at least that person was never myself. So after a while, my new sessions were finally starting to gain steam and I started listening to the clients in my chair. And I think it's funny that usually when we are looking for answers on what to do next, we tend to go to stylists and we tend to go to social media. But if you, I, what I notice is that if you just open your ears and stop scrolling, you don't need to be worried about how to take care of your people because they're giving you the answers. They're right in front of you. My clients always made notes about how my experience was a perfect blend of laid back and upscale. They told me that they appreciated that someone had finally heard them out on their end goal and not just like took what they said and just spit it out just because that's what they said and was truly real with them on realistic goals and found solutions that fit their lifestyle. And after some fumbling in the beginning, new clients started to finally tell me how much they loved my new service menu and they were confident in the process of booking their appointment. I finally decided that I was on to something because I I believed in myself every single day, right? So it was not hard to believe in myself when I realized that this was finally working. Um, So I knew that this needed to be shared. How I did things needed to be shared. And I got to a point where I needed to expand my space after becoming a well-known colorist and extension technician as a solo stylist in my area. So when I thought of one word that encompassed what I had spent two years creating. So we have you know, the journey from 2018 of starting with almost no clients, um, because I didn't take them from my old salon and just kind of like tweaking and building and figuring out systems and understanding what worked and what didn't and really refining that. I try to keep coming back to a single word that encompass the brand that I had spent two years creating. Um, and I want to repeat that I spent two years creating the brand that would eventually become our salon. And I want you to know that it might take you that long too. And that's totally fine. But anyways, I knew that I wanted our salon to be called, like I wanted it to be a one word name. And so I kept trying to think of one word that encompassed this brand I had spent so much time creating. And I kept coming back to the word tone because I wanted to set the tone for the salon experience in my community. I knew that they deserve better as a stylist in a small town. Things are super limited here. And I wanted to be able to provide something that people usually travel to get. And I also wanted to set the tone for stylists in my area to create a career that they found passion in, whether it be in the beginning of their career or they're, they've been a stylist for a long time and they're wanting something fresh. I wanted them to have a space that they felt truly supported in to become whoever they wanted to be, which is exactly what I lacked in my original salon space and the reason that I flew the coop. Since the inception of Tones, this was... 2018, I opened up Tone in November of 2020. We have truly built something that stands on its own because, and I should mention that it took two years to create just the 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 basic building blocks of that brand. And it's taken another two years to get to where we are now. So we've truly built something that stands on its own. We're in a three chair, 800, or we were in a three chair, 800 square foot space that felt like a coffee date in a friend's kitchen. And I was just, you know, coming back to this essence. I want to get even a little deeper in our story time, if you don't mind. 
So I grew up in a really low-income household, and I never got my hair done at a salon until I was gifted a color appointment for my high school graduation, because I'm pretty sure whoever looked at my hair my senior year of high school was like, please get help, you know? Um, so when I thought when I thought of a hair appointment, it was my mom, the OG balayage queen, painting on my highlights with a mascara wand, no joke, while she shot the shit with my aunt and a couple of her friends, and they were all passing around either a coffee pot or a bottle of wine, and bowls of Sally's lightener were just going around, just going around. Gray coverage formulas, lightener, foils, caps, uh, literally the painted on highlights. The essence of that closeness that we all experienced on those at-home hair days was something that I really enjoyed and I really tried to replicate in our original 800-square-foot space. And so I added in some details that took that same essence and I gave it a little more luxury and just like something that felt really upscale and nice um, so that when people visited us, they really felt like they were in a different space than they had been in before. And that's how I developed Tone's unique brand personality, that essence of at-home hair days, just that closeness that you feel when you're with other people and just like literally being able to be open and honest and be who you are, that is the essence of tone. And with the experience details, we were able to create that the true essence of that brand with a luxury layer on top of it. And the success in that came from our community community really understanding what we do and sharing it with people they knew. And after two years in that space, almost two years, not even quite two years, we were able to expand into our space that we have now, which is just under 3,000 square feet. Um, and we started that journey in October of 2022, and we just started working in there last December. So uh, December of 2022 is when we moved in. The rest of the story of salon ownership for me is something I'm still learning to tell. I'm still very, very new to large scale salon ownership. And so I want to be able to really, um, kind of at least be a step ahead of what I, (laughs) what I think I know, um, when I bring some tips on salon ownership to you guys, but I I'm so glad for you to be along that journey with me. And it's been such an honor to build a team. We now have six stylists total. And that is just wild to me. (laughs) That is absolutely wild because it was just me not that long ago. Um, so I just want to like, wrap this up by saying, if you're stuck in a rut with where to grow, I want to encourage you to remember why you wanted to be where you are in the first place. I also want to implore you to shut out the noise. Like I said before, I think that a lot of the times when we're looking for the next move, we jump to social media and start looking at what everyone else is doing. Shut out the noise. Think of that original essence unfollow the stylist that is making you feel unworthy so that you can focus on your own ultimate goal. You had a goal when you started, whether you're a commission stylist, whether you moved into a suite, whether you're in a suite and you're thinking about the next move, you had an ultimate goal when you started. Never, ever, ever, ever let that go. That's seriously the only way that I've been able to like push through and expand in skill so quickly is because I never, ever let go of that ultimate goal. Ideas that I had over five years ago are now industry standards, like, you know, it's just crazy. I'm so glad that things that I had to like explain over and over and over to clients are now something they understand because they see it coming from everywhere they have visited as far as salons go. But if I were to have listened to the noise that was all around me when I first started implementing things like balayage over foiling or session services and pricing, or even a luxury extension experience in an area where no one really got extensions, I'm in a very, very small town, I would have failed. 
And I know that you can do it because if I could, if the teen mom who, you know, dropped out of college, thought she was going to do just fine working at Chili's for the rest of her life, but decided to try beauty school because she felt like she needed to do something, not because she loved doing hair. (laughs) Um, I know that if I can do it, absolutely anyone can. And I mean that with my whole heart, with everything in me. And I want to be there on your journey. If you feel like there's some things that you need help with, I want to be a part of that. So I want to encourage you to set your own tone in your business. What is that ultimate goal? What is that essence? I want to encourage you to believe in yourself because if you can't believe in yourself, no one else will. And the fastest way to feel confident in every decision you make is to truly believe in yourself. Wake up every single day believing in yourself. And I want to encourage you to be the last person that you say no to. Um, because again, I, the last person I want you to be disappointing is yourself. So if you're saying no to you, but you're saying yes to everyone else, that is never going to be a sustainable and joyful life. So I definitely want you to be the last person that you say no to. And lastly, I want this to be a platform, a space where you can come to remember that if you tend to get a little off track, I want you to be able to come back here and feel re-inspired. And that's all what we're about here at setting the tone. I just want to help set the tone for whatever you're going through. I want you to help. I want to help you set the tone in your brand, especially. And I want to you to set the tone for yourself. Like, what are you going to tolerate? What are you going to put up with? What are some things you want to do, you know, with your career? So I appreciate you being with me for this, you know, almost 30 minutes. I, I, if you're listening to this on your car ride, or if you are listening to this while you get ready in the middle of the day or whatever, I just am so honored that you chose to be here with me and I will see you next time. And in the meantime, have a great week and remember you got this.